Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It couldn't make the pass. The puck is loose. No, and Otter Zellers takes it. Penalty's over. Subban's back on. Ah, another edition of Bruins Beat here on CLNS Media. I'm your host, Jimmy Murphy. Uh, we are now well into the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, as we speak, the Capitals and the Golden Knights have uh, taken the series back east to Washington, D.C., nodded at one, and, of course, Game 3 on Monday, Game 4. I mean, Game 3 on Saturday, Game 4 on Monday, and it's been a heck of a series. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll, t- of course, talk some Bruins. And maybe stir a little uh, little trade rumor stuff. And we, we don't think it's going to happen. But my friend and my guest here right now, Mike Grinnell of Spittin' Chicklets and Barstool Sports, joining me right now. And uh, him and I are pretty much on the same page when it comes to P.K. Subban. We'll get to that in a second. But first off, Mike, I want to welcome you to the podcast. And, man, it's, uh, it's been a while, dude. i got to say, I've uh, – been very impressed with uh, since we met. I think it was back in like 2015, 16, somewhere around there, back in the old ESPN New Hampshire days. Uh, you've come a long way, my friend. Congratulations! And uh, I got to say, Spitting Chicklets, and in my opinion, the best podcast in the hockey world. Thanks, Murph. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, Spitting Chicklets has been a uh, it's been a dream come true. It, it all happened so fast in 2016, and. So I really couldn't be more thankful for R.A. and Whitney for bringing me on board. And, you know, now that we have Biss and Ed on, and it's it's been real fun. It's uh, I, I think we're a powerhouse. And, uh, you know, now the goal is to not only be the best hockey podcast, but to be the best podcast. So, you know, the sky's the limit. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the kind words. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. You know, I'm always cheering for you. We, uh, I remember sitting back in those uh, little studios at ESPN in New Hampshire <laughs> Kind of looking at each other like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, yeah, was, I still was, talk about that all the time. Like, yeah. uh, people will ask me what I did as a job before Barstool. I'm like, well, I worked at this little AM radio station in Nashville, New Hampshire, where I had to fend off junkies just to get into the building. It was, <laughs> it was, such, it was such a ridiculous – but, I mean, we had a really good crew up there between, you know, you, Pete Shepard, Brad Johnson, Justin Bastinelli, Nick Anastas, like, we had some really good guys up there and, you know, while, while the company is now defunct, you know, you made a lot of lifelong, uh, lifelong friends up there. Yeah. And, and, and Hey man, you, you know, everybody starts somewhere and I, and I you know, you, you, I've obviously got a few years on you, but uh, you know, it was, it was cool seeing you kind of come into the business and, and, you know, I, I can relate to it and I'm still, Hey, to this day and you'll know it and I'm sure you see it now. It, it doesn't stop. Twenty years from now, you'll if you want to be surviving, you're gonna to have to work just as hard. And you know, so I gotta say, I'm honestly uh, proud of you, my friend, that you, you've uh, you've made it so far and you're doing great. Well, thank you, my friend. It's uh, it's been a fun ride, and you know, I'm uh, 
it just all happened so quick. You can't really believe it. It's it's one of those things where like you don't really you don't really understand it's happening until it's it's gone. Yeah. Like when 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 people when I look at the iTunes charts every day and you know see us sitting at you know one two three four, it's it's crazy because you know that's the entire world right there and and to see you know a podcast that you have your name on sitting at the top there it's it's just been it's been something else but you know I'm I'm so blessed and I'm so lucky to be a part of it and you know I can't thank you know all the guys like you and and like I said before Pete Shepard and you know Justin Bastinelli and Nick Anastas for helping me along the way and you know I'm I'm, I'm only a producer right now but you know who, who, who knows what the future can lead to? Uh, yeah, man. So it's, you know, that's the road we take. And uh, I want to just talk a little more about the experience of this podcast. Because, I mean, when I listen to it, you, like you said, you know, you got, uh, you got Ryan Whitney and now you got uh, Biz Nasty in there. And, I mean, they tell some funny stories. And, you know, it, it just it got me back to my radio days, uh, Mike. And pretty much the reason I still love, like I love doing podcasts, I love doing radio and especially in hockey, is the stories. It's not necessarily just, you know, talking current events and all that. It, the best is when you get the, the players on and you kind of get them in a relaxed mode and, and they just start spitting these hysterical stories. And it's like, this is, you just kick back and, and you let them take over. And I, I can see that's kind of what it's like, right? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how we, you know, that's that's what we shoot for on our podcast is, you know, getting guys that, you know, either, I mean, our, our best interviews are with guys who don't play anymore, who just don't really give a shit and we'll kind of just like air it all out there. But, um, you know, yeah, that's, that's the goal. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome hearing these stories. I think, uh, you know, as a kid, you grow up in, you know, that's all I wanted was to play in the NHL as a little kid. So obviously I didn't do that. So now I get to hear what it was actually like from, you know, behind the scenes yep. from these guys. I, I've said since the day I started this podcast, my, my favorite thing is just hearing the stories off air. You know, the ones yeah. that they don't tell on the air. Yeah. When, you know, we have a guest on and Ryan's, oh, yeah. Tim and Ryan will go back and forth or, or, or you know, just, just them telling me about, you know, what it was like to play in the national and, and how, how great of an experience it was. And basically that it was a dream come true. So, yeah, I mean, those, those stories are, are um, it's amazing to hear and, you know, they're all guys just like me and you. They're just they're better at hockey. So, you know, they still get into the same kind of antics that we do. They drink their beers, they go after chicks, so it's <laughs> it's, it's fun to hear that stuff and uh yeah, I would probably say that's my favorite part. And you know, I don't know how much experience you have covering other sports or dealing with other um you know, athletes, whether it be MLB, whether it be you know, uh NBA or something. I know you probably did some stuff with the ESPN New Hampshire, but you got to, I mean, and I'm not just saying this because I'm in the business, but I'm saying, cause I've been in the other businesses. I've, I've, I've covered the Red Sox. I've covered the Celtics. I've covered the, like hockey players, the NHL players are in a league of their own when it comes to just being regular guys and, and not letting shit get to their head and not letting the money blow up their heads and, and, and put them on some pedestal. They're, they're just, they're great. Like you said, they're just regular guys hanging out and they, they love to shoot the shit. And that, that's what I love about being in this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think uh, I just, it, it's tough for me to really kind of like comment on this because 
I mean, just a lot of my friends are, all my friends are hockey players. I grew up a hockey player. I grew up in hockey rinks. I grew up, you know, my, all my brothers played hockey. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of friends that play in the NHL now. Um, so it's, it's, it's for me to really say, to answer, but like, yeah, obviously I, I mean, I, I a thousand percent agree with you. Hockey players are just a different breed. They, they're just, they just seem realer to me. They just, they're real guys that, that I think it's a lot easier for them to, like we said before, kind of break out of that that sh- that media shell and kind of just kick back, relax, and you know shoot the shit about you know what the boys used to do back in the day. Yeah, and I mean I think a perfect example, and I know you know people in Boston don't necessarily like the guy because of his his time with the Montreal Canadiens, but you know I, I think if people really knew PK Subban the person. Uh, that have a little different view of him. Is he flamboyant? Is, is he, is he, you know, kind of always on the edge, and whether it's on the ice or off? And does he have a a big personality? Sure, he does. But I think the game needs more of that, you know. And I mean, I've told you this story too. How he, you know, kind of asked me. My my dad passed away. He asked me about it. I said he's sorry, you know. And he, you know, I told him about how he's a marine, and he had all this appreciation for him. And, and the guy's just a class act, and you know, he may not always play that way on the ice. He may be a little pest at times, but he's he's a class act, and that's how most of these guys are. And speaking of Subban, my friend, uh, you and I have been both noticing, uh, we both made a point on Twitter, that uh, PK has been in and around the city of Boston quite often uh, in the last week. And I know he spoke at Harvard recently, and he took him to class with the name O'Chara. Um, and we also know that he has a mutual friend here, uh, in Boston and he comes to visit and we know that's why he's here sometimes but still seeing him in a photo with Big Z couldn't I, I mean if you're a Bruins fan I don't know how you can't help and envision those two on the same blue line and you know maybe think in the back of your head I wonder there are some trade rumors out in Asheville that maybe they might have to get rid of PK not because of his personality or anything but more just so because of cap issues um, and, and just the depth they have on D. Could you ever envision PK Subban in the black and gold, Mike? Um, it's tough. Um, I just don't see. In in just real quick to touch on, you know, what, what you originally said about PK Subban. Um, you know, I'm a lifelong Bruins fan, um, but I am a and and I and I obviously hated PK Subban when he was a Montreal Canadian. But the second I heard what he did for the uh, Children's Hospital in Montreal. He instantly became my favorite player. Everything he does for for cancer and for the children in, in Montreal and Nashville, um, it's it's just amazing. And I just think he, the guy is the definition of a class act. Um, I had the opportunity to meet him when I was down in Nashville uh, last year, uh-huh. and uh, he, he was nothing but nice to us. Uh, me and me and Rare Admiral got a chance to meet him. We got to meet his family. Um, we, you know, took a picture with him. We got to hang out with him for a while. Um, he's, a, he's an amazing guy. And, you know, I, I really can't speak highly enough about him. Um, as for him coming to Boston, um, you know, the blog I wrote for Barstool, that was more of a joke. Yeah, um, exactly. It, it, I mean, it would be amazing to see him here. Uh, I mean, I just think of, you know, the style of play he brings and, and what he could bring to Boston. I mean, I just think it would be, I mean, you throw him, you throw him out there with him and Chara as a D pair, and then you know you got what? Then you go uh, 
McAvoy and, and, and Miller or yeah, Carly I, I mean Carlos. McAvoy and Carlo you can throw McAvoy with anyone because that kid's a stud so yeah. I mean yeah I, I mean if you add Subban I, I can only think I can only imagine what Subban would would add to this power play as well I mean him and McAvoy up top there on the power play with Krejci Bergeron and Pasternak that would be that'd be scary good yeah, yeah I mean it, it would be awesome I think uh I think his personality is perfect for Boston uh-huh. uh if the guy could take the criticism of playing hockey in Montreal I think he'll be able to take the criticism of playing a sport professional sport in Boston um and he likes to be the center of attention everyone knows that and and I think guys like that you know I think they do well here in Boston I, I look at a guy like David Ortiz like I'm not I'm not comparing them but you know it seemed like no, I think that's David Ortiz and TK Subban yeah. when when the lights come on they want they want to be the guy that scores that big goal and and hits that big home run and and when they hit that big home run they're gonna let people know that they hit that big home run just like David Ortiz does and just like PK Subban does every time he scores and you know that's that's another thing I love about PK Subban and is you know when when you heard people ripping on him for his goal celebrations and and he responds with you know, I just scored a goal against the best hockey players in the world, in the best hockey league in the world. I deserve to celebrate. Like, I, I worked my ass off. Like, that's, yeah. that not anyone can go out there and score a goal in the National Hockey League, so I'm going to celebrate. And, you know, I'm just – I'm the biggest TK Subban fan, man. I, I, I can't say it enough. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if, I think it's a pipe dream. I don't think that's, that's something that, that will ever happen. But if it does, I mean, that would be awesome. And I, and I put it in my blog. I mean, I can just picture it now, just Brad Martian and, and Subes just going down Causeway, just crushing beers on top of a, <laughs> on top of a duck boat. I think that would be hilarious. Yeah. You know, well, first off, and then like we said, it's a pipe dream at best right now. But, I mean, if it was to happen, there obviously would need to be a lot of cat maneuvering by Don Sweeney to make it happen. I mean, PKs do – Nine million this year and the three seasons afterwards uh, on his current contract. Uh, so obviously, some bodies would need to be moved out. And I, I, I think right now, and obviously, the primary need for the Bruins is actually a left shot D man, not a right man D man like PK. But you know, you throw all that out the door if a guy like that did actually become available. But I, I, I think. Everything you just said is dead on, and I want to circle back to what you were saying when what he did about the uh, with the Montreal Children's Hospital. I mean, and you know, shame on the Montreal Canadiens for the way they handled that, and how his own teammates and and the organization gave him no support there, and, and was nowhere to be found when that announcement was made. Shame on them for that, because if you look at the stuff he's done in Nashville, all the charitable endeavors he does there, he's continued his. Uh, I forget what he calls it there when he dresses up as some character for Christmas, like some old guy, and he hands out presents yeah, yeah, to the kids. Yeah. He, he's continued that there, and the Predators players embraced it with open arms. So that just shows you what a classy organization they are. Um, but getting back to the hockey part of it, yeah, he, I mean, he would be unreal. It would be great. I don't think he, with the players we were just envisioning him with, I'm not sure all of them would, ha- would be able to be there because of the cap situation. But – it could, it could happen, and I, I you know you know what I don't doubt for one second that Don Sweeney, when he saw that story a few weeks back, you know, like oh, Preds might have to do some cap issues either this year or next. They might have to look at moving one of these team men. I don't doubt Don Sweeney gives a call to David Poyle and says, "Hey, 
Well, yeah. You know, you would be, be, be stupid to not to. Yeah. You'd be stupid to not give him a call. I mean, let's. I mean, like you said, eventually these guys are going to have to make a move with one of these defensemen. I mean, they have way too many defensemen. They're going to run into cap problems eventually. They have guys that they they need to re up in the next few years. So, yeah, I mean. They're going to have to get rid of someone eventually. And he, he's doing his job. He's just yeah. doing his job if he calls. So, you know, and I think you I mean, look yeah. at it too. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, Mike. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that. I, I just don't – I don't know if, if Subban's the guy that Nashville is going to part with just because of, you know, how much he means the community there, how much of a face he is for, like, the franchise and, you know, just everything – just how great of a guy he is and, and everything he does. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if Nashville will part with Subban. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at their D right now and their, their power four, we'll call it, of Subban, Yossi, Ekholm, and Ellis, right? And Ellis is a, is a UFA uh, next summer, not this summer. Um, you got Ekholm signed all the way until PK is, but he's only at 3.7 a year up, into two, up <laughs> until 2022-23. Yossi, this is an interesting one. So he's got this year, he's got uh, this year, and then another one, 2019-20 at $4 million, and he's a UFA in 2020-21. See, this is why I don't think any of this will happen now, but it could down the line. If they were going to move a guy like PK, and, and obviously it would be because he's got the biggest salary at $9 million, it's probably going to be that summer of 2020-21 when they have to decide how much they're going to give Yossi, and I mean – you would think unless something dramatic happens between now and then they're going to lock him up at whatever price he's their captain um, and probably their best demon. So you, you think that would be when it would happen. So this, all this talk is down the line, yeah. but you know what? It, it's fun. It's fun to think about Mike. And I love that you were doing it on Twitter too. Uh, I don't think enough people in Boston were really taking notice until, until you and I kind of threw that out there. So I, I love that you did that. Well, yeah, and I, I did it in a completely joking manner. Like, I, yeah. I, I meant nothing. It's hilarious. I, I haven't talked to take it the wrong way, right? They're going to be like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's just that, you know, I made a joke. I, I It's just because everyone knows, you know, I write blogs all the time about how much of a Subban fan I am and just how if he's here all the time, I, I just kind of made the point, like, hey, you know, let's let's think about this here. and. I mean, again, I, this is a trade. I mean, I don't think Subban's going anywhere. I don't think he's leaving Nashville anytime soon. Why would they? I mean, they're in the, mm-hmm. you know, the one of the best teams in the NHL. And Laviolette loves them. The coach loves them. He went Laviolette loves them. The, yeah. yeah, the boys love him. Laviolette loves him. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that's happening anytime soon. I think, uh, you know, the Bruins probably are going to look uh, to bring someone else in this offseason. I mean, yeah, it's fun to talk about. Yeah. So let's look at that, though. I mean, and I, I've touched on this a couple times in the last few weeks with our guests, and I want to get your take. Look, I, I'm i fine with them that they brought Zanano Chara back for another year. I don't necessarily like it at $5 million, but I'm fine with it. Z had a, had a bounce-back year. He was very valuable. I do think they need to learn how to maintain his minutes a little better because I, I, I'm sure you'll agree with me. Mike, in the playoffs, it showed how tired he was even early on in the Toronto series. And that being said, I think that's why we're hearing a lot of talk right now. And, and the Bruins openly talking about it, that they are looking for maybe another top-notch, you know, top pairing or top four uh, left defense in there. Because I think they know, you know, 
they're going to have to minimize those minutes. If they want to ha- have Z be effective in the playoffs, which I think is – that's when his style comes through, where you, you can use a shutdown guy, and a shutdown guy can get away with a lot more in front of the net. Um, they, they need to find something right now. And you look out there, you know, there's not much on the free agent market, but there could be some deals to be had. And let's not forget, you know, there's been talks in the past that, uh, you know, Don Sweeney really wanted Noah Hannafin from Carolina. A couple, you know, when he was a, a draft pick, he was trying to move up to draft him. It didn't work. I'm sure he's kept that in the back of his mind. And now you have Carolina who openly, their owner is openly saying that everyone is is fair game except for Sebastian Ajo. If I'm Don Sweeney right now, I'm putting a full-court press on him for uh, Noah Hannafin. What about you? I agree with you completely. I think uh, Noah's a great kid. I think he'd be a great addition here in Boston. Uh, you know, he's essentially exactly what they need. Um, I mean, let's not forget about Erho Vakaninen, who, you know, the, their 2017 first-round pick, who, you know, he's a left-shot defenseman, if I'm not mistaken. And, yep. you know, he's going to uh, – They'll push for a roster spot as, as well this year. So, you know, I'm not really – Dano Char is, like, the least of my worries. Um, you know, if, if he play, if he can give us, you know, 80% of what he gave us last year, I'm okay with that because I thought he looked fantastic last season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, in the future, they're going to need to fill that slot. And, you know, I think you have guys like Erho Vakanine and, and you guys – you have guys like McAvoy and Brandon Carlo and Matt Grizzlick. And even Tory Krug that, you know, can still, can still, in Zaboro, that, that can still, um, in Lousen, Jeremy Lousen too. So, I mean, they still have a ton of guys. And I think just how, how Boston has failed in the past, you know, looking outside the organization and, and how much success they've had recently staying within the organization. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they just, you know, let the kids try and do this and, and, and keep riding this wave of, of good draft picks. I hear you, my friend. Well, remember, after you're done listening to this episode, sponsored by Cast. I went, oh, scratch that. Three, two, one. Want to remind our listeners before we go on here, remember, after you're done listening to this episode, sponsored by Casper, check out Casper, the podcast sponsored by Casper. It's an entire podcast about Casper, sponsored by Casper. Available now on SoundCloud. Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Before I let you go, you said Sinan Char is the least of your worries. Then what is the most of your worries right now when it comes to the Bruins? You know, to be honest, I, I really don't have too many worries. Um, they, you know, they, they, you know they, they, they were one of the best teams in the NHL this season. You know, they, they almost, they were, they could have taken, and if they beat Tampa Bay, they, they're, they're probably going to the cup finals. So, you think they beat Washington? I, I, I would, I would say, yeah, I think they could have beat Washington. I think they matched up well against Washington. Um, I, I think my my biggest concern would be, you know, finding probably finding some, you know, some some a third line center maybe because you know with Riley, Riley Nash, Nash, Riley Nash is probably gone. Um, yeah. He's probably going to get paid. But with the salary cap going up, who knows? I mean, they could bring Riley Nash back. So uh, maybe a third-line center, um, you know, kind of solidifying that bottom six. And then, yeah, you know, finding some finding some defensive depth. Um, you know, if you can go out and get a top guy, go out and get a top guy. But I don't want them to give up anything. Um, and, and obviously just money, just, you know, not spending stupid money, getting dumb money off the books. That's kind of 
what I think the priority should be this offseason. Are you in the trade Tuca crowd, or is, are you like me and you see Absolutely not. No, yeah. that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I think anyone that says trade Tuca has never actually watched or understood the game of hockey in their life. Like yeah. you, you, you're okay. just you're a moron if you think the, the Bruins should trade Tuca. It, like you, you don't. If, if look, if you had this a, a young budding prospect that you know is willing to take the reins exactly. from him, it, it'd be different. But I, I don't think Anton Kadobin is going to win you a cup next season. Yeah. And I, I don't think anyone in the system is going to give you better than what you have in Tuca. People, people in Boston are long to long to forget the days of John Graham as the goalie. You know, when <laughs> when 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 you couldn't even you know get a, a decent goaltender to to get in between the pipes at the Garden. It, people like people forget this, and then ever since Tim Thomas came, it's like everyone thinks like good goaltending yeah. gro- grows on trees. Well, you know that's not the case. You look at some franchises haven't been able to like you know really get it together for. 10 to 15 years because they can't get a goal. Look at the Flyers. Yeah. I mean, the Flyers, like, they've had this good team for years, and they just can't put it together because they don't have a goalie. And the Dallas Stars. The Dallas Stars are another one. I mean, they, 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 they're they loaded, and they just can't put it together because they don't have a goalie. Yeah. Yeah, it's true, man. And you know what? I, it's, I, I love what you said, that, that people who think this don't watch the game. And you know what else the people that say Trey Tuca don't have? They don't have a solution what you do if you do trade them. They, like, every exactly. Time, that's, like, okay. that's always my first question. Right, okay, that's always my first question. If I go, who, yeah, who's playing Tendi then? Who's, who's going to be in that? And, and they'll be like, oh, well, it, it doesn't matter. Anyone's better than him. Yeah, yeah. And you're Antoine like, right, yeah, well, then Antoine you clearly Udobin's have no idea. Yeah, Antoine Hudobin's yeah. the answer, man. Yeah, okay, whatever. Is yeah, he, I think Carolina thought Anton Cordova was the answer, too, and look how that worked out for him. <laughs> I hear you, buddy. Hey, listen, Mike, uh, great catching up with you, my friend. Keep up the good work there uh, at Spitting Chicklets and Barstool Sports, and uh, we will have to throw some adult beverages uh, down the pipe this uh, this summer, my friend, all right? Absolutely, Murph. You know, just give me a call anytime. This is fun, and, uh, you know, I'm happy to do it. Awesome, my man. That's Mike Grinnell of Barstool Sports. And, of course, the Spittin' Chicklets uh, podcast. He is the the brains behind the action there, the producer of Spittin' Chicklets. And uh, he's doing a great job there joining us here on the Bruins Beat. I am Jimmy Murphy. Thanks for listening to Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. We'll talk to you next week. Guys, there's not a better group of guys that I want to do it with. Congratulations. We'll see you Saturday afternoon in Montreal for game one of the Eastern Conference Final, PK. Yeah, baby. With Fisher standing in front, goes the other way to Johansson. Now back to Subban. Lines it, shoots, scores! Welcome to Nashville! Jabba, Georgia Jabba, that's a funny boat. Um, get the Ovals here, I'd rather have my honeycomb. Well, preferably the sesame, let's quickly spot the bread. So, dun, 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 dun. They wanna pay. Give me timber so head for the hills. I picked the weeping willow and a daffodil so back up, Rocko.